Hey everyone, it's Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today we're going to talk about how to avoid being deceived. I've had a lot of conversations lately with young women who have brought up this modern idea that they've heard from other girls or when they've been trying to speak boldly about their faith or talk about something uh, powerful in God's word and how it applies to our lives, a lot of times they'll be met with this phrase, well, you do you and I'll do me. Sort of like, that's great for you, but it's not so great for me. I'll kind of pick and choose the truth that I want. And that is such a prevalent notion in our culture today where we all just kind of think, well, I'm going to be my own person. We don't. I don't need to listen to anyone else. And what's good for them may not be good for me. And when you take that approach into your Christian life, you're in very dangerous territory and you're very, very prone to being deceived. And unfortunately, a lot of deception is creeping into the church today. And, and so many times we're not recognizing it because we have this kind of loosey-goosey attitude that, well, what's right for one person is isn't right for the next person. And we're failing to look at the word of God as timeless and unchanging and the final authority on everything. In reality, we shouldn't be saying, well, you do you and I do me. We should all be saying, what does God's word say? And then building our lives around that. That doesn't mean we're all robots. We all exactly say and do the same thing all the time. But there are principles and patterns of truth in God's word that are not meant to be flexible and bending to our whims, they are the final authority. And until we see the word of God as the final authority, we are very, very prone to deception. So if I could say in a nutshell how to avoid being deceived by a person or by a mentality or a message that's creeping into the church, it's to esteem the word of God above any word of people, esteem God's truth above others' ideas and notions and thoughts, even if they sound really cool and artistic and unique and different, God's word needs to be put so far above the ideas of men and women. And also to fall in love with God's word and to see God's word as a solid rock that cannot shift and change. Sadly, there are so many Christians today that believe that God's word should shift and change as culture changes, sort of like, well, we need to make the word of God more relevant to today's world, as opposed to saying his word, his truth is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we need to bend and shift to his word, not the other way around. I want to read a couple scriptures and quotes that kind of get our minds focused on this understanding of God's unchanging ways and his unchanging truth. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? Isn't that a powerful scripture? It's really comparing God's nature to human nature. As humans, we can lie, we can be unstable emotionally, we can change our mind, we can think something's good one day and think it's terrible the next day, but God is not like that at all. When he speaks, when he acts, he will fulfill his word. And there's just really no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He does not change, he does not lie, he does not shift. Corey Ten Boom once said, God's viewpoint is sometimes different from ours, so different that we could not even guess at it unless he had given us a book which tells us such things. 
I love that because we so often think that if we don't understand God's truth or if if something that we read in scripture doesn't really meet with our idea of what would be good, then we can just sort of throw it out. But God's viewpoint is sometimes so different from ours. And unless we esteem the word of God as timeless and unchanging and authoritative, then we are not going to build our lives around it as if as if it's truly the solid rock upon which we stand. And again, when we live that way, when we don't esteem the word of God, we are very, very prone to being deceived. So the modern pitfall is what's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. And when we take that approach to God's word, we end up picking and choosing our truth. We end up following our hearts and our emotions instead of God's word and God's truth. And we are prone to being swept away by every wind and wave of doctrine that is creeping into the church, even if it has nothing to do with the word of God. I've told in other podcasts or other messages about a time when Eric and I were at an author's banquet several years ago. And every, it was a Christian publishing author's banquet, by the way, and every speaker that they invited to this banquet was very loosey-goosey towards God's word. They would have all considered themselves Christian writers, Christian authors, some were pastors, but they all had this common idea that the word of God needs to adapt to the changing times that we live in. And so every single one of them got up and basically redefined Christianity. In subtle ways, they mixed some truth in with it, but they had a lot of lies mixed in, talking about how you know we really can't just Uh, look at the word of God as completely unchanging. There are things about the word of God that have to change because our times, our culture is changing. And I knew that not every Christian present agreed with what these men were saying, but because there was such pressure in the room to say, yeah, that's probably right. We need to be socially correct. We need to be sensitive to our culture. We can't exalt God's truth above, you know, where the culture is at and and everybody's ideas because there's a lot of people with great ideas and we can't we can't make God's word have too strong of an authority because that's going to offend people. And that message was coming through so strongly that night that every single person in that room, except for Eric and myself, stood to give these speakers a standing ovation. We couldn't stand in good conscience because what was being said was we felt blaspheming the word of God, dragging the precious, priceless truth of God through the mud. But this has become a pretty common thing in the church today. There are so many messages out there, even in the church, even in Christian books, that imply or say directly that we can't really be sure about what the Bible really means, that there's no such thing as absolute truth. And that's what leads to the thing, well, that might be good for you, but it's not good for me. You do you and I do me. If we do not keep our feet firmly planted upon the solid rock of God's word, we are going to be very susceptible to embracing all the erroneous ideas and lies and we'll become weighed down by doubt and confusion. Maybe you can relate to this where you're hearing so many contradictory messages about what truth really is and people have this mushy approach towards God's word, mushy approach towards truth, and pretty soon you don't even know what's true anymore. Mushy Christians will often make statements like, none of us can really be sure about anything, and we all have different feelings and ideas about truth. No one is right. No one's wrong. Let's just all dialogue and converse about what we think and what our unique perspectives are. People who think this way don't see God's word as solid rock on which to stand. 
they will say that they see truth as springy or shifting or undefined. And oftentimes the leaders and the authors and the pastors who do this are pretty skilled at promoting confusion and doubt under the banner of truth because they introduce their ideas using artistry and really compassionate sounding words and dialogues. And they have a very kind, humble, approachable demeanor, which really causes a lot of us to trust them. But when they're creatively packaging this mushy, lackadaisical approach towards God's word, it leads to a very disturbing outcome, which is to cause us to question what God has said and what he means. So when people who are mushy towards God's word examine truth, like Jesus being the only way to salvation, they'll sometimes pose questions that really get people who aren't anchored to God's word really cause confusion. Did God really say that? Does God really mean that? And this practice of constantly questioning God's word is literally sweeping over Christianity today, and it's influencing our books, our music, the messages that we hear in church, and even our daily lives. Think about the phrases, did God really say that? Or does God really mean that? Does that remind you of anything? It reminds me of the scene in the book of Genesis when Satan came to Eve at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in Genesis 3.1, he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Or what about the question, did God really mean that? It kind of sounds like Satan in the next verse when he told Eve sort of the the idea, no, you've got it all wrong. That's not what God meant. He didn't mean you will surely die. What he actually meant was, and then he goes on to redefine God's word. Satan convinced Eve to question God's unchanging nature and to wonder whether he really meant what he said. And he deceived her with his subtlety. He didn't just outright tell her you should disobey God. It was through cunning and creativity. He stripped away the solid rock of truth beneath her feet and he replaced it with springy, moldable mushiness. And I believe that is exactly what Satan is doing today through so many of these mushy, we don't, we can't really trust God's word ideas that have crept into the church. And he's leading so many of us into confusion and doubt because we've been pausing to listen to his lies and and doubting whether God really meant what he said. And another point that I want to make here is that these kinds of mushy messages, these when I say mushy, I basically mean people who are very casual towards God's word and they don't really treat it as timeless and unchanging and that it's our authority. They're very feelings-based. So it's sort of like, how do I feel about this rather than what does God say about this? And because of that, we as women are especially prone to falling for them. Those kinds of messages appeal to our natural inclination towards mercy and acceptance. And they say things like, you know, do you really think that a loving God would actually send people to hell? Or why would a merciful God actually send his only son to die a brutal death on the cross for a crime he didn't even commit? And then pretty soon women are are saying, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The enemy is strategically targeting us today just as he targeted Eve. And if we don't remain staunch in our position that the Bible means exactly what it says, we will fall for that. That same deception that she did. So if we want to avoid being deceived and replace doubt and confusion with certainty, we have to settle this truth in our hearts once and for all, that God's word is unchanging. 
The Bible is not meant to morph and shift in order to comply with the constantly changing culture around us or to fit with our own whims and preferences. The Bible is the solid rock of truth that never alters. It wasn't just inspired by, quote, good men, but by the Spirit of God. We're not to question God's word. We are to live by it. And that's what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if you hear a casual, lackadaisical approach towards God's word, his promises, or his nature, I would tell you to run the other way. Don't stop to pause and consider the serpent's lies. Instead of listening to voices that promote doubt and uncertainty, fill your mind with truth and Surround yourself with people that build your faith in God and in his unchanging word. You can also read stories of the many great Christian heroes throughout history who saw God's promises fulfilled in their lives time and time again. Spend time with faith-filled believers who believe the Bible and can testify to God's faithfulness in their lives. Ask God to make you like the wise man who built his house on the rock instead of the foolish man who built his house on sand. You can read about that in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And when you do, when your feet are on that solid rock, when the winds and waves of trials or confusion or doubt or temptation come, you will not be shaken because you will be standing firmly on a foundation that cannot be moved. Remember, no matter what you're walking through, you know, there are a lot of human ideas and philosophies and new ways of thinking about things, and we can so easily be drawn into that, but you can always find an answer for any doubt, for any question, for any struggle. You can always find an answer in the Word of God. You don't have to turn to the newfangled artistic ideas that are coming out of people's minds. You can turn to the Word of God because it has an answer for anything you could ever possibly be walking through. And even if you can't find a clear answer in God's Word right away, I would encourage you to search for it as if you were searching for hidden treasure, to ask God to guide you as you look to his truth for your answers. And lastly, for a beautiful and inspiring vision of the way that we are to interact with God's word, take some time to read through Psalm 119. That portion of scripture will really cause you to elevate God's word in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, and fall in love with his truth. And as you fall in love with scripture and learn to elevate it as the authority in your life and look at it with an unquestioning gaze, rather than trying to pick and choose your truth, you will soon find that your feet are standing firmly upon a rock that cannot be moved. And when deception tries to creep in, you will see it and immediately kick it out. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more about making the word of God your solid rock and building a truly Christ-centered life, I hope you'll consider joining us May 25th and 26th for our upcoming Set Apart Conference in Colorado. This is an amazing event for women of all ages, women from all over the world gather together really with a singular purpose of lifting high the name of Jesus and drawing closer to him. If you can't join us in Colorado, you can register for a simulcast and stream the conference to your computer or host an event in your home or your church. And if you sign up for a simulcast, those sessions will be available to you throughout the rest of this year. But there is a deadline to register, so please go to setapartgirl.com. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.